Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, folks. It's David here, and I would just like to take a moment to ask you to go and check out our sponsors, NordVPN. Internet security, very important. I'm sure it's something that you're concerned about as well. Me, I like to know that I'm the person in control of my data. I live on my phone, and the amount of stuff I do on it, from banking to documents to private messaging, I need to know is secure. We all know that there are bad people out there who will come in and uh, try and get our details and um, spend our money for us. NordVPN prevents that, especially if you're using public Wi-Fis or you're using Wi-Fis away from your home. If you use NordVPN, you are safe and protected. It also allows you to take short holidays to places if that's ever required. It's a brilliant product. I use it every day and highly recommend it. And you can get a tremendous offer if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand that's nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand or use the code heart and hand to get up to 70% off your nordvpn plan you'll also get one additional month for free risk free with nord it's 30 day back money uh, 30 day money back guarantee so all you need to do if you don't like it is just say nope and you'll get your money back so go and check them out as i say it's very important you'll get peace of mind Go to nordvpn.com forward slash heart and hand. Hello everyone, it's David here with your Heart and Hand free weekly flagship show and it's a very international free weekly flagship show this week. I'm delighted to be joined first of all from the good old USA, the man that cholesterol couldn't kill, it's Shane. Hi David, how are you buddy? <laughs> More importantly, how about you? I'm alright, I'm alright, so yeah, I'll survive, just, just kicking back a couple days off. I, I did get to use my new snowblower because I got like medical <laughs> clearance to do that, so I was very... <laughs> 
<laughs> very happy. And then it snowed again because it was a Sterling Albion weekend. And that, you know, we can't not have snow when that happens. So that's true. And also that probably, <laughs> you know, the game went a certain way that it probably didn't put too much strain on the old heart. No, so it was a nice, no. gentle, yeah, nice, gentle sort of back into it. And all the way from Tel Aviv is Andy Barnett. Hello, Andy. Hi, David. I'm pleased to say that my cholesterol levels are fine and I'm glad that Shane's <laughs> feeling better. Oh, well, my, yeah, I can't, I can't really take the piss at Shane because I think my arteries are about as tight and furry as Sooty's asshole. So uh, <laughs> I think that I'm kind of, you know, I'll just need to, to make do with what I've got. But as I say, gents, it wasn't the, it, we'll come to the game actually in a minute because there's some, some, I think, bigger stuff coming out of the weekend and it wasn't, you know, anything to get worried about. Rangers playing pretty much a, a mainly reserve side and, and four mil, very straightforward, and we'll break the, the game down for the listeners in a minute. But first things first, probably a game that, in terms of our season, uh, had almost as much import, Shane, and that was Nigeria's loss to Tunisia in the African Cup of Nations. Now, I watched the game and felt a bit guilty because as much as for Joe, I wanted... Nigeria and him to win the AFCON I want us to win the old firm game more um, yep. for me and for you and for Andy and for everyone listening to this um, it, it, it's a massive massive boost because uh, I thought we, we they would be close to going all the way at least in which case he would be gone for the full month so to have him back maybe a wee bit too early for Livingston but certainly you'd imagine for Ross County and then obviously for Parkhead that's massive to us well I, I think too you know his performance there was enough as far as the shot window goes and barring you know some ridiculous offer coming in between now and the end of the month we get to keep him and hopefully qualify for the Champions League hump them on the second uh, you know it, it's it this was like the ideal Joe Arebo situation for us. He had a very good tournament while he was there, and he's home early. We mm-hmm. we couldn't get anything more. No, you're, you're spot on there. Um, he did play very well. He played three or four matches. He was rested for one when they'd already qualified. Yep. And he was excellent in, in all the matches. Um, last night, they went down very stuffy Tunisia team, uh, where it was clearly going to be the first goal was a key and a mistake from the Nigeria keeper. Uh, let them in, and then it you know, was difficult. Although our old friend Umar Sadiq managed to <laughs> miss a glorious chance in the last minute, so he finally contributes something to Rangers. Andy, here's the thing, right? When, when a player drops out, quite rightly and understandably, we all say, well, we've got a squad. You know, that, that's what a squad's for. But... No team in the world loses their best players and is exactly the same. That that you know, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're Real Madrid and you don't have Benzema, if you if you are you know PSG and you don't have Messi, if you're Liverpool and you don't have Salah, you're going to struggle a bit because I can't think of many squads that can keep you know 25 class players. And Joe Aribo this season, I would argue, has been our best player. Well, he has for sure. Uh, look, last night it was it was akin to waiting for for Celtic to drop points in those last it few was. minutes, wasn't it? it Just was. wanting wanting Tunisia to, to to hold out, which which they did. Uh, and yeah, listen, Aribo's been pivotal to everything we've done this season, pretty much. It's almost like Alfredo a couple of seasons back when we lost lost him when he was late come back from Colombia and then everything just kind of derailed a little bit or when he's missed out or when Tav's missed out there are certain players each season that we desperately have relied on and that's okay that's very normal in football you give two very good examples with with Salah and at Liverpool for example and we're exactly the same with Aribo um, we saw the difference at Pitodri and Aribo probably would have been 
something that could have helped us win the game and without him we, we struggled a little bit to create chances and move the ball forward so yeah it's uh, again I think you called it right it's sad for to, to, for, for Joe that he's not going to go any further in the tournament but I don't know one Rangers fan that won't be happy that he's home on the way the weekend went uh, Shane and far be it from us to take any joy in, in a professional footballer being injured. Certain ones of them, I suppose. But um, <laughs> Celtic lost a few players. It looks as though they'll be without Callum McGregor for the Old Firm game. It looks as though... They're, hey, he broke um, his face, didn't he? He did. Um, and they, they, they certainly are going to be without Kyogo. Um, yeah. A bit of mystery surrounding him, but he ain't coming back anytime quick. Uh, they've lost a player to call up. But some chat about... The match is being, you know, the match being called off. Neither team have enough players away on international duty to get the postponement. So maybe they'll finally have to play us. Yeah, I, I, I uh, well, in the other, the one that they signed that wouldn't have been available had we played when we were supposed to also. He's he's out now, isn't he? Yeah, my, um, he does. My, yeah. He does away and Edigucci was probably injured, yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a shame. I. I don't know. You know. I, I, apparently, you can just bend the rules however the hell you want to these days. So mm-hmm. it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they try to do to to lean on the SFA to get this moved. And and of course, you know, I mean, fans are back in the ground, right? It's a Wednesday match. We've been told for twenty years now, uh, you, you can't play a old firm at midweek. So I, I imagine we're going to have. I'm not a betting man, but. I think we might hear that kind of noise coming out in the, in the papers and the press over the next few days about the risks of playing this game uh, uh, when it's scheduled now. I, I, you know, they'll keep looking for any reason to move it again. Um, the sporting integrity, right? Of course, I mean, of course. That's what it is. The key and most important <laughs> thing in, in Scottish football, as we all know. Yes. Andy, it's amazing how quickly things can change, though, because last week when we got the news that Alfredo Morelos was going to be away with Colombia, we assumed Joe would be away as well. Um, and there was a little bit of, hmm. Uh, but I think that we all accepted injuries and call-ups happen in football and you just have to get on with it. Yeah, no, I don't think we've shied away from this match at all because we believe with uh, even 75-80% of our squad that we can still beat them. Uh, we did that with 50% of our squ- of, of our first team <laughs> in, in, in the first all-firm yeah. game of the season and without yeah. a manager and without two goalkeepers. So I, I don't think uh, we've we've tried to, to jump this one at all. Yeah, th- things change very quickly. We were looking at Morelos, uh, Joe Rebo, Kamar Roof we thought might be, get called up as well. Um, and we didn't know about the injury situation it turns out that a lot of the players are coming back, hopefully. So we could be looking at, uh, at uh, Arfield, Hollander, uh, Jack Davis. Maybe two out of those four could be could join the squad very soon. And Roof isn't going and Aribo's home. And it, 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 realistically, we're going to be missing probably just only Alfredo, which is a big loss. Yep. But but it's, uh, it's not a disaster and, at all. And I think I'm, I'm very confident with the squad we've got. We can go and win the next three games anyway in the league. And be on the way to to the championship in a great second half of the season. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Well, let's go to Friday night. Rangers, Sterling Albion in the Scottish Cup. Uh, Shane, I know you like your your seventies classic rock as much as I do. And in the words of James Taylor, I've seen fire and I've seen rain, but I never thought I'd see Brandon Barker again. Um, but but there he was, uh, along with Jack Simpson, and uh, yeah, it was you know clearly a team that had been chosen. To, to give players minutes and it, it 
first of all, it does lead to that question that people say, well, why are you playing him? And and one of the, the, the things that came up was people say, well, it's shop window. Uh, it's not because an hour or 90 minutes against Sterling Albion one way or the other isn't going to make somebody decide they're going to buy a player, right? Let's just be honest and upfront about that. Uh, I think sometimes it's more a case of I don't want to play certain players in this match and therefore he's playing rather than I do want to play him specifically in this match. Yeah, well, and that was a frustrating thing with seeing Haji out there. And of course, you know, I mean, it's good seeing him playing as number 10. We know he's made out of glass. He just played 70 minutes on Tuesday. There's no reason to risk him whatsoever. And then, you know, he goes down after eight minutes and we're all horrified. I mean, it was great for Lowry, the young man, you know, coming out. Because, well, he had two two goals in the in the B team uh, match uh, at the weekend before. And then to get your first first team goal, it was a great moment. Um but yeah, I, I don't know Parker and Simpson. I mean, whatever. I, I I don't think it was a proactive decision, like you said. I think it's just like a. I mean, you have to field eleven guys, right? <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. So here's a here's a warm body with or without their own hair. You know, results questionable. But uh, I mean, it's it's Sterling Alvin. It shouldn't. You know, the, this isn't 2013. I don't think we have much yeah. to to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, they shouldn't and didn't. And yeah. to be honest, Rangers, you know, very comfortable the whole way through the match. But Shane alluded to it there, Andy, the talking point clearly, Alex Lowry, um, eighteen years old, making his, his first team debut, ten minutes only into the match. So the manager, you know, he had other options and to, to throw him on, I think shows a lot of faith in the youngster. And he was rewarded by um an excellent performance. Again, you know, with a young star, it's very easy to go over the top. It was Sterling Albion, I accept that. Um, equally, there were, as we mentioned, there were more experienced players who, who couldn't stand out in that match. But with any youngster, you're looking to see, right, OK, what's he got in terms of touch? What's he got in terms of game intelligence, pace, movement, all of those things? Uh, and he ticked all those boxes. Now, there will be games that he won't show up in, there'll be games when Wilier, especially when he's young, Wilier opponents can can take him out of and, and mark him out of, there's a huge learning curve ahead for him, but you can only do your best to impress, and I think he succeeded in that Oh, he absolutely did. Uh, you mentioned there about some of the other fringe players. Uh, there was a chance for them to impress, and not many of them did. And then you take a, a guy straight out of the academy. He's 18 years old. It's his debut. And something else, uh, Gio meant, actually alluded and mentioned specifically, he picked out Alex Lowry in his press conference before when the question was posed to him about you know whether it be McCann or King. And he mentioned him as well, we've also got Alex Lowry. That shows that there's definitely a... Uh, a, a belief in him and uh, that he's he's got his admirers within the management, and that that's that's great as we know. I think it, it reminded me a bit about Patterson a couple of years ago against Stranraer when he he looked great, uh, but we have to then temper that expectation as well. It's just great to see a player coming through, a young Scottish player, isn't it? I mean, that's what we all want. Yeah. That's what as fans we've been starved of it at Rangers, uh, and we've had opportunities with players um, that we've eventually had to move on or they've chosen to leave, like like Billy Gilmore, for example. And he came on and he stood out. He was the best player in the park, got his goal, uh, which settled everybody down and didn't look out of place amongst uh, more experienced professionals around him. And I think that tells you a lot about the about the kid. And yeah, high hopes. I just I just hope he's he's brought into the squad uh, in, in the right way that we, we trust the process with uh, with progression. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what it can bring. The other important thing, I think, coming out of this match, Shane, was goals for 
Sakala and Itten. Um Strikers need goals. It really is that simple, and it just settles him down. You could see what it meant to Cedric Eaton in particular when he got his goal, um, because it was a he'd, he'd missed a sitter in the an absolute sitter in the first half. Yeah. I mean, I think it did cross the line, but even so, he should there shouldn't have been any dubiety about it. But getting that first one back, I think he he understands that the jury's kind of out on him. Um, there's a lot of people who like him and see something in him. I'm probably one of them. There's a lot of people who don't see anything in him, but the manager said afterwards, look, I didn't bring him back to sit on the bench. He was sitting on the bench in Germany. I could have left him there to do that. I brought him back because I think we can use him. So I, I think that there is a part there for him to play in the remainder of this season. Well, I, I think, you know, with, with Roof uh, still being around, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, Eden playing in front of him and Roof playing, you know, more in the 10 role. Um uh, there's a chance to try something a little bit different there. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we're ever going to see a player ever again score against Real Madrid, Bayern, and uh, uh, Sterling Albion in the same season. So uh, I, th- I think I think we could <laughs> mark that one down in the record books. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's you know, I mean, he's a, he's a different look. He's a different option. Um, he's he's a much more central player. It's one of the the the, the things with Morales that that frustrates me. And you can still see it in this game. You know, me and you talked about this after the Aberdeen match, where he still has that tendency to do the the beal ball thing and drifting wide when we really just need him in about the box. You know, mm. just just wreaking havoc, and especially with Scott Brown. I mean, he can wind up Brown more than anybody. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and when he's playing out, you know, thirty yards outside of the goal mount, it just it, I don't like it. And it, I think Eden gives us that kind of player that. You know, I'm going to be in the 18-yard box, put the ball in here somehow. You know, just just get get in the mixer. And, uh, you know, it, like you said, I mean, he's got the confidence now. Hopefully he's got one under his belt. And let's see what the hell he can do these last four and a half months of the season. That's the thing, Andy, right, that, that Shane kind of touches upon there. And we saw it with Gerard in his first two seasons, and I think we're seeing it um, on the other side of the city at the moment, that when a manager doesn't trust what's in behind them. Now, clearly, you want to pick your best players, obviously. That's just common sense. And as we, we've discussed earlier, when you're missing them, you're, you're going to drop off a bit um, because there's a reason someone's number one in the squad and someone's number two. But you should be able to pick out certain matches and say, I can I can rest him for that, especially in a hectic schedule. If you're Rangers, there should be matches where domestically you can say, particularly at home, I can leave player X. In this case, Alfie. I can give him the afternoon off and tell me just go away and recharge and bring in a player to be able to 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 deal with it. You know, I'm not saying you make 10 changes because you're playing uh, St. Johnston at home, but equally, you should be able to rest a player every so often. And that was something that we didn't have in Gerard's first couple of seasons. He didn't trust the backup and therefore the players really got run into the ground by about March. And I think that, you know, we're seeing it at the other side of the city as well. Eaton probably does provide something that bit different. Roof clearly does, but look, it's no secret to say that that Roof, injury-wise, you you can't rely on him. No, we can't. Also, I I mean, I've seen people question, I'm not going to use the word criticise, but certainly question the quality of signings made in the last 18 months. But people forget, and you you just touched on it there, that when Gerard arrived, we had to buy a first team. And the, those that were behind him were, were not as good. And th- therefore, he didn't trust him. And we capitulated twice 
in the second half of the season. Last year, we, we, we had a much stronger um, second choice option. For example, Itten, Roof, Hadji, guys that could come in. Uh, and that's the difference. We can trust these guys now because the drop-off is maybe 5%, 10%. And that is, that's absolutely fine. So we had to then invest and buy players that could be as good a backup as we had in, in the first team. We didn't have that luxury before. There's definitely a room for, for, for Eaton here. He's got a big chance. I really believe that he will get game time. I don't think he would have been brought back otherwise. He does offer us something different. Uh, but the, the problem for a striker, he's always going to be judged on one thing, and that's on the amount of goals that he scores. So even if we see that he does off-the-ball work, that he brings other players into the game, and he offers something, unless he scores goals, fans might be a little bit a bit impatient with him. Um, so we, I, again, I, I hope that he does score but he also helps contribute to to the over the, you know the, the the kind of overall way that we play, um, and I think you know again I trust Gio at the moment. He seems to have got everything right so far, or near to right, and he obviously sees that Itten can can help us. So yeah, it's great to be able to trust the second choice players now because we didn't have that luxury in the past. Yeah, and I, I must say, Alex Akala, I know that occasionally he'll, he he needs to work on his off the ball work and his shape within the team but he is quick he's direct and he makes things happen and I like a guy like Shane he's a, a little bit of an x-factor something that the other teams he's hard to plan for well I mean him, him and Arfield kind of feel that same you know it's a, it's a thing with Scott Arfield when he's on the park he's going to make vertical runs right and, and it draws defenders out of position Scala does the same thing they find channels and they pull defenders out of position um, you know, and hopefully now that he's got a haircut, he might feel a little bit better. I mean, you know, yeah. you see. <laughs> didn't that, that didn't take long, did it? No, no. Good, good for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you can see it. I mean, we saw it in the Aberdeen match, right? Mm-hmm. Without those kinds of play, it's, it's the thing I love Arfield for more than anything, that he can tear a defense apart without even touching the ball because he is yeah. constantly moving in the channels and making defenders go, fuck, where is this guy? And mm-hmm. Sakala uh, kind of performs the same function, usually a little bit wider. You know, he's, he's not playing that the, the, the center role like Arfield is, but it's the same idea. Yeah, totally. No, you, you're spot on. And it's just guys who can do different things. And Aribo is... The, the ultimate case in point in that because he can oh, yeah. do things that other people can and it's about mixing it well, up. Joe, Joe Rebo can catch meteors on his foot. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's true though having these different options. And again, to, to Andy's point, I think that was a key thing in winning the title last season that we rather than having the kind of one way of playing which we had for the first two seasons and when it went well, brilliant. But when it didn't, nothing happened. I think then to be able to then bring in guys who were a wee bit different did offer us something and, and made it difficult for sides and we, we were able to to get past it and get the victories. So all in all, a good win away to Annan in the next round of the Cup. So, I mean, the, the Cups are vital to us this season, Andy, because our record in them the last few seasons is nowhere near good enough for Rangers. No, it's not. I think we can all agree that um, losing maybe to, to our rivals uh, in the final is, it hurts or losing away to them, we can just about accept it. But when you look at some of the games that we've lost in the quarters and semis to St Mirren, St Johnston, Aberdeen, Hearts, it's really, really unacceptable. Occasionally it's going to happen, but it's been every single season. I think we've only lost one one cup game to, to Celtic in the, since the time we've come back, and that was in the final since we come back to... No, sorry, we lost in the semi-final as well uh, in, in Warburton and, and Kachinia's time. So, But other than that... Yeah, yeah, let's not mention that. <laughs> but it's, it, 
it's these, these matches are not games that we should be losing. And uh, I think there's been an element of complacency about it as well. I think they've turned up and thought, yep, we, we expect to win. And you just can't do that, Rangers. They have to be treated with 100% focus and concentration this season more than any because we're, we're starved of, of cup success. And winning the league is always going to be the priority. But a Rangers team and the club as, uh, as a whole is built on lifting trophies uh, in the middle and end, and at the end of the season so uh, I think you know we've, we've got a great chance now you know get get past Anne and that takes us into the quarterfinals and, and see where we go from there. Shane moving on then to something that happened last week which was of course we all witnessed the Kevin Clancy's performance at mm. Pataudry and Rangers uh, wrote to the SFA asking for a bit more information on how he arrived at some of his decisions in the the match. Now, nothing unusual or uncommon in that, by the way. This is we've seen other clubs do it very recently um, and raise concerns about the standard of officiating in the SPFL. We do know that we are the only one of the top fifteen leagues in Europe who doesn't have VAR um, at the moment. Uh, all the other league in the top fifteen rankings do. But um, I think Rangers picked out a few incidents that we discussed, you know, here on the show and on Crowpod and uh, the various shows on Patreon, and simply asked, you know, how did he arrive at these decisions? Can you can you talk us through this? Um, and that got leapt upon by our old friends at the Daily Record, who who then said John Be- uh, John Bean, uh, Kevin Clancy yeah, well, doesn't have a match. Same idea. Yeah, pretty much same idea. <laughs> Kevin Clancy doesn't have a match this this midweek in the round of fixtures, and they said. Uh, Oh, Clancy sensationally axed. Now, <laughs> referee appointments are made before the two weeks in advance. So this all happened before Clancy took that match. The announcements were made. He's refereed 10 games a season. Doing your math, folks, Rangers have played 20 league games, which means there's been at least 10 Premier League weekends he hasn't had a match. So he wasn't axed because of it. But it is part of a narrative, and I know you wanted to, to have a chat about that. Yeah, I, you know, it's, um, I mean, far be it from the, the daily record to really spend a lot of time investigating anything. And to be fair, they might still be tied up on their own internal investigation. I haven't seen the results of that yet. Mm. Um, hopefully that comes out sometime. Well, you know, I mean, if it's on the Tim's timeline, probably in the six to eight years. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I it's, it's uh, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't even bother checking. I just assumed Clancy wasn't on the rotation for the weekend because, again, that's how officiating works, right? I mean, we, we know this stuff in advance. It, but you would think being, um, I don't know, a sport reporter at a national newspaper, you would bother just going to the SFA's website and looking at what referees are assigned to what matches. As you said, they're more than two weeks out. I mean, you, you can know this stuff uh, quite readily. Pretty but, common. I mean, it always happens. You know, yeah, they, And one yeah. of the reasons they do it is so that there isn't this, so that you know it's not based on uh, an initial match. So two weeks ago, it was known that this this particular week, Clancy would not have a match in the SPFL. Yeah, yeah. and I I don't, you know, I mean, the, the, this comes back to uh, we we deal with this all the time with the record and well, and other outlets too. But you know, since we're talking about these assholes, um, I mean, the, you had to have an editor come in and say to somebody, hey, uh, Clancy's not got a game. We we really need to work up this Rangers angle. And hopefully some of the newsroom went, well, hold on, I, I, I don't think he was available for selection. No, say, just put axed in Rangers in the headline and then and, and get it up. I mean, it's, it's just hot nonsense. And then, I mean, immediately 
uh, within like two minutes of them posting it, it's been corrected 5,000 times across Twitter and all the forums that we know they lurk around in, and they still leave it up. It's like, there's no correction. There's no mea culpa. It's just, uh, no, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep spinning this narrative. And, and we saw this, you know, what was it, two days before the Aberdeen match, right? There, there was a big two-page spread. I can't. I think it was a record or the sun. I can't remember. About how Rangers have gotten like 9,000 more penalties than any other side in Scotland, right? Yeah. I mean, the, 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 and, and again, this is going to be the narrative building up. I mean, one, they're going to try to get the game moved. But two, if the, barring that, this is what we're going to see leading up to to the, the old firm match. Um, it, 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 it's amazing. Uh, oh, shit. I forget the guy was that wrote the thing uh, a couple of days ago. But, you know, about how, uh, you know, how only a short time ago referees had to go on strike because of the abuse and treatment and everything that they got in this country. We had to bring in foreign officials without a single mention of the club who <laughs> led that the- charge. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we're we're because gonna write this story happened. now because of what's going on with Kevin Clancy, but not mention the fact that this was single-handedly the fault of Celtic that the referees won strike and we had to bring in foreign officials. Like not yeah. one and, mention to that. And and again, you know, Andy, we, we are looking at Rangers are asking a question, which is within the rights, incidentally. We're not doing eight, anything. Eight questions. Eight questions. Eight, well, eight <laughs> incidents. But, yeah, I think Rangers are, are, are asking what other clubs do and have. And you're told to do it this way. You're told not to get the manager out in a press conference saying about the referee. Because if you do, the manager will get a ban. You'll be banned from the touchline. If yeah. to make. So you're supposed to do it like this, uh, the way Rangers have done. And yet the coverage compared to the coverage when the Celtic chairman at their AGM said, oh, referees are all bent and haters, uh, in so many words, <laughs> seems a little bit of a contrast. Well, it does, but that's that's what they're all about. I, I like the way we go about our business because we don't use the word like bias and against us or even hint at it. I think Rangers genuinely try to look for a positive change in some way. And whether that's getting in VAR or trying to improve the quality of officiating, uh, we try to do things and we always have done it the right way. It doesn't always work for you, though, when you when you try to do that. As, it, as clearly, I mean, I, I said at the time, I, you know, this is what happens. Clancy's performance is exactly what happens after one of the two main clubs in the land puts so much pressure on an official. I wouldn't want to be in an official and have to uh, an official either a Celtic or a Rangers game because you would have to watch what happens to your your windows, your house windows, and your car and your family if if you dare give a decision one way or the other. I, I, I don't think anybody can blame officials for some of the decisions that go on in a game, like penalties, um, marginal offsides, things like that. It's going to happen without VAR. You are going to get some that go for you and some that don't. I think where, where we draw the line is the you can see how referees are, are trying to ref Rangers to a different standard, where if there's a 50-50 and they have to think about it, they will go to the default, which is let's not give it to Rangers just in case. And I feel mm. sorry for him for that, but it's always been, it certainly has always been that way in the last 15 to 20 years and they the, the the better that we get the more that they complain about it that's just the way of the way it goes well, unfortunately uh, you know i want to say to like with var right i mean one i hate it in every single sport i absolutely hate it it, it ruined I, I i don't sport's a human thing right and refs are part of that and well, they it, fuck no up offense, sometimes. But it's, it's your country's fault you I, i'm it. well aware yeah well <laughs> it's, it's 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 the 49ers and green bay packers back in uh 1998 yep. that uh why That's we have all this yep um i i can't stand it but i want to know 
because I asked representatives at five different clubs, you know, one being ours, obviously, and then four other clubs in December, why, you know, the, there wasn't a big push for VAR and the SPFL. And the reason that they told me, and I don't know what the hell has changed in the seven weeks since then that this is even a discussion, is because there are two grounds that have at least four times the number of fixed camera positions than every other ground in the top flight. And they couldn't come up with a way to standardize the cameras. You know, they, they want one set like, okay, we're going to have these four fixed camera positions in every ground or six or whatever it is. And these are the only ones that we can use. You can't have it where at IROX or Celtic, you know, they're, they're, they're midden, right? Um, that there are 18, 24, 30 fucking cameras being able to be used to make these decisions when you go to Pataudry and there's only six. You know, and that was the reason that they didn't do it before. And nothing, as far as I know, they haven't suddenly added two dozen fixed camera positions to the other 10 grounds. No. Right. So I don't know what the hell has changed if they're even considering it now. But also, if it's okay, I think that's yeah. bollocks. I think that's utter bollocks. I mean, I, I, in the country that I'm in here, the they've got VAR in the league and they only have like three or four really good quality stadiums with 25,000 plus there's so many little small stadiums with 8,000 or less and they have a VAR and it works absolutely fine. So I think that is the biggest pile of nonsense. I've got to uh, say. It might be, it might be, but I, you know, I don't care. Fuck it. I don't, I mean, me as a fan, I don't want it. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, part of prices. Yeah. You get marginal. Yeah. But I, the, the thing I hate with it, and, and we've seen it over and over in football, we said, you know, and then they come out with these guidelines. that's supposed to be like a clear and obvious decision that you either have to overturn or whatever. But, but we're still dealing with this shit for like offside calls. They're, they're two cent, you know, like the guy's left shoulder is off. Right. Can you play the ball with that? No. So what? What the hell does it matter? Like, I, I get so sick of these decisions. We saw them in the NFL this weekend, where where they moved a a, a first down back literally four and a half centimeters. For <laughs> it took them four minutes in the fourth quarter with forty five seconds left in the game to move the ball four and a half centimeters. I guess that's, it, that's it ruins the technology. The yeah, but but that's not the technology. That's the way it's applied, and I would agree with yeah, you. But I that's mean, the I think... problem. There's a common sense rule. We saw one yesterday at Anfield, uh, yep. sorry, involving Liverpool yeah, at Crystal yeah. Palace, where yeah. they, they had to look at it about you know 50 times. And I would say if you need to look at it that often, you can't claim uh, you, you look at it once. Obvious. See, th yeah. this is the thing. You should be able, you, you pick one angle. You got one guy in the booth. He says, this is the best angle. Take a look. There you go. They don't use it for the right thing. Like Tiago Silva, like, you know, going for his best actor yesterday when Harry King was slightly like, you should be able to look at that, but you can't. I like, guess that, yeah, I was going to say, I think that the, the one argument I would, I would make for it is if we'd had it at Petrodi the other night, what decisions would have been made that would have been different? I don't think the first penalty claim was. I think McGregor didn't touch him. The second yeah. one was, it was a clear handball by, by Alfie. But the one, yeah, but, oh, the, see, the but, one decision see, but, that... What could have got was Johnny Hayes' elbow. That's and that's where you needed VAR. Is right, right, but okay, salt yeah. on the pitch. Yeah, that, that Hayes' elbow. That's fine. But like, like, look at look at the Morales penalty. Right, you you would only be able to look at that, not the fact Barisic was shoved out of the fucking way for that to happen in the first place. No, right. you can. So, so you what, can. what's yeah, you can look at that as part of leading up to penalty decision, but it's again, it would be the application. I think that you, by the way, on the reason that Shane was given, that's a legit reason that clubs do say, incidentally, he's right. But to Andy's point, it's not an insurmountable thing. No, it's because they no, don't sad. want to spend the money on it. 100%. So it, 
it's yeah. the different, you know, yes, it, it could easily be rectified, but like a lot of things in Scottish football, clubs are reluctant to spend the money, which is why, incidentally, I don't see VAR in Scotland anytime soon. In all honesty, I don't think well, it will happen. Look no further than the, the you know, Cup, Cup Dynamo St. Johnson, the fact half the ground is still covered in painter's tarps after 20 mm. damn years, you know? Mm. I mean, the, the, no, they're not going to spend money on this crap. No, they don't want know. it, and the, and the it won't it won't solve the problem. You know, it's it, it, it's a solution in search of a problem, right? The the reality is, you just need better officials. I mean, that that's it, and you need to be able to to take action. The pool is so small. That's why Clancy and Beaton and these guys keep getting picked. You need better officials. Pay them more. Make make a better incentive to it. You know. Well, they get paid a lot. I mean, for part time work, they get a grand a game. You know, the, the this idea that that gets put forward that really grinds my gears, which is that oh well, you know, they're just volunteers. Um, you pay them a lot, and uh, for me, as a case of yes, full time refs. Um, because Bingo. how can you work forty, fifty, sixty hours a week, and then in your spare time go and be totally fit and switched on for the match? I don't believe yep. you can be. It's professional clubs being refereed by part-time officials, and and They're that's amateurs. why we get so They're many amateurs. mistakes. Yeah, I don't believe for a second if a ref was full-time and could concentrate and do more matches, incidentally, um, because of that, then I don't believe that they wouldn't improve. I think that that's, that's pretty straightforward, but yep. I'm sure we'll be back discussing it in the future. Let's move <laughs> on then, guys, to Wednesday night. Rangers welcome Livingston to Ibrox. Always a tough game, this, Andy. A stuffy side, Livingston, when they come to Ibrox, um, and on a good run. It won't be a breeze, especially as we will be without Morelos and Kent, who's suspended, and possibly Aribo, probably, I would say. I doubt he would start anyway. No, it's, it's always tough. Martindale's uh, very, very organised as a coach. I, I've got a lot of time for him. I like what he's, what he's done with that squad on pretty much a shoestring budget. Uh, they're hard to beat. Uh, we did win 3-0 against them at the, at the start of the season, um, which... Uh, if I remember correctly, it was you know we we did play quite well. We, we had good movement, um, and that's the kind of result I would want again. But it's it's hard, you know. This is the games are coming thick and fast. We'll probably see one or two changes as as usual. And um, yeah, I think any victory at this stage is is good. But I'd like to see us again keep the zero and go about our business, a professional job, uh, and hopefully win. Uh, comfortably. But I don't think it'll be a, a a straightforward result, even though it probably should be. Uh, I would expect to be given a, a challenge uh, by a, a well-organised team. Without those creative players and probably Hadji as well, um, yeah. do we expect to see Shane, Alex Lowry, maybe start this match? I, I mean, he's earned it, right? I mean, yeah. in, in the point of giving the young kids a run and they execute, that you keep putting them out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, with Hadji, you know, well, what the first man... Look, I, 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 I like how Martindale and Livingston play when we're not playing them. Right, yeah. but there are a couple axe throwers in this side. Haji got hurt the first, you know. I mean, opening minutes of the goddamn season, we were all sitting there like, "Oh my god, here we go." Um, so yeah, I, 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 I mean, I would expect this win. The Livingston tend to do that thing. Uh, St. Mirren kind of play the same way. We're like, all right, we're we're, we're going to chase every ball for the first twenty minutes, and then oh oh shit, these guys are a lot more fit than we are. Oh, and then they get tired, and we score a couple goals, and that's it. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's what we see. Keeping the clean sheets in the league. I mean, I want to see that run going, just like Andy said. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I would like to see Lowry out there. Like I said, I think he's earned it, and that, that's the purpose. And you know what? The thing is, we've got five subs. So if it's yes. not working on 45 minutes, yank him. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I think it could be quite an attritional game, to be honest. I agree, and I think it, it might come down to being patient and fit and whatnot and trying to, to get the breakthrough because the other thing about Livingston, like teams like that when they come to Ibrox, is if they go a goal down even early, they don't change. It's not no. that they suddenly start coming out. It's it's only when it goes to two that they'll do that. So it, I think it is going to be quite a, quite a tense evening. But we're in a great spot. You know, we win the, these next three matches, and I think that the league flag is is in sight again already so the incentive is there for the squad to to go on and put the foot down the next few weeks and and really do it right folks that will do us this week here on heart and hand thank you so much for joining us uh, if you want to hear more from us you know what to do go to patreon.com forward slash heart and hand where from just 150 per month month you can get up to five shows every single day on all things rangers and please go and check out the crow pod shane's hey. uh, alternative rangers pod which i'm on so that you know it's good uh it drops with you every Tuesday, mostly Shane, mostly unless we're playing. <laughs> yeah, well, or or, again, or you have, a, heart have a heart attack, yeah. or you have a stroke. Uh, or, have a stroke. You know, yeah. it's, it's never Todd's fault. It's never Todd's. Fault. Well, no, he he got vaxxed one week. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. The the one show Todd was delayed for was because he was getting his jab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So should, you we, know. should we rename the Jordan Rossiter pod? I think <laughs> it, it should be. Yeah, but it, it comes out seven to ten week. days, folks. It's coming yeah. to seven to ten. Days. And there's lots of other goodies on there as well. So please. Go and check that out. Uh, thanks to our executive producers in London, Mike Lee and Paul Myers. My thanks to my two wonderful guests. I really enjoyed this today. First of all, to Shane. Hi. Thanks again, David. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> and to Andy. Yeah, thanks, David. All the best. Right, folks. Wednesday night, full coverage on Heart and Hand. And then, of course, Heart and Hand Extra later this week going through it. Until then, enjoy your week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.